I didn't know that I could feel more fulfillment and more joy and more um, excitement from another person's success. That's where it's come now is when somebody on my team has this breakthrough or a win or closes up a beautiful project that was challenging and they were able to push through and persevere like that, that feels, that feels better to me than when I did it myself. Feel like I can rule the world. I know I could be what I want to. Uh, above all, be yourself all the time. Let no one tell you what you can't do. It's all about life and progression, motivation and the lessons and the blessings that come with it all. And if you feel like quitting, don't stop. Keep going, cause you know they love to see. Hey everybody, it's Brian Dare, FBC Remodel, and it's so good to be back with you here on the Build Joy Podcast. And I am here with Kyle, one of our project managers in the Denver office. Kyle, thanks so much for being with me today. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me. I want to start really early in your story. I want to hear your career story, first of all. So let, let's start all the way back at the beginning. What what did Kyle dream about being uh, when you were a kid, yeah. the, the five-year-ish old version of yourself? And then how, how did that develop when you graduated from high school and went into the workforce? Yeah, so I... Uh... When I was little, I, I, ne I wanted to be a cowboy. I wanted to be an astronaut, like all the classic things sure. there. Um, my dad was a mechanic. My dad's dad was a mechanic. Um, my cousins were electricians. My Everybody in my life pretty much worked with their hands. Um, so I had always come to the conclusion that I was going to work with my hands or something in that field. Um, I... I had always had a uh, a knack for it. I'm pretty good with my hands. I'm pretty good at picking up any type of tool, doing, you know, learning it, getting better at it. I, I can I can find my way around. Um, so I uh, I also had a very keen eye for things, and I understood that if I wanted things, I had to work. <laughs> and I was immediately like I was always on job sites with my dad at you know. 10 years old and I would haul lumber um, for his weekend jobs, building fences and decks and they'd pay me, you know, not very much, but 10, 10 years for, old. That starts yeah, early. I mean, nice. I was just hauling lumber, taking pickets, you know, from the bundle yep. to where they're working to the next area and all that, um, you know, moving dirt for them, all that. And I did that. I did that a lot in the summers, um, spring breaks, different things like that. Um, helped my dad on a few like, small remodel projects for friends and family, people in the neighborhood, um, always just very limited capacity, but helping where I could to just yeah. earn earn a little bit of money because I wanted to buy the new hockey stick or you know, any of that. Um, then my neighbor down the street, uh, he had his own lawn care business. And I was like, you know what? It's this big mowers, you know, building retaining walls and ponds and all this really fun stuff. And I was like, yeah, that that's a good way. That's a good way to make some money. And really have to work hard in the summer. And um, so at 15, I got on with him and it was the the labor laws where you could work like so many hours and you could right. only work to this certain amount of time. And we were very, very strict on that. My mom would have to come pick me up after school because I can yeah. only work so many hours, right? right. Um, and it was all clocked in on this app so that it kept him safe, kept me safe, everybody was good. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, then I turned 16 and I went uh, full time with him in the summer. So I worked um, four tens and uh, lots of overtime in the summer, as well as weekend work, um, just picking up shifts and doing as much as I possibly could. Because mm-hmm. um, I knew if I if I really just did everything I could in the summer, I could have the whole school year to kind of have my time in the winter. You know, it wasn't a lot yeah. of opportunities yeah. in the winter. So, uh, yeah, I, I did that through high school. Um, I was a, a crew lead and was 19 and a crew lead for like 35 year olds that were on my mo crew. So that was interesting. You said, did you say mo crew? Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. I was in charge of a route and, you know, the one driving the trucks and making sure like we hit our numbers and got the, the yards done in time and we're able to move on to the next ones and get, get the schedule done. And, uh, in an appropriate amount of time right and keep us efficient um so yeah that was that was pretty interesting nice 19 years so you're leading people so you're tell so you're working at 10 which i have a yeah. 10 year old it's crazy to imagine that that even i know i know it uh, doesn't require a ton to be able to move lumber around but but yeah. i would it'd be awesome to see my 10 year old working like that <laughs> but, but uh but uh, and then so then leading people by 19 nice yeah, yeah, and it, it, I wasn't good at it. I, I know that just looking back. I, know that I, I was not, uh, I was not good at it, but I did it. Uh, learned a lot from it, and then um, I had an opportunity where I knew that I couldn't do just this, this really, this ins- not insane, but this large amount of work in just this short amount of time in a year. Mm-hmm. I wanted to find something that was a little longer. Um, and I was like, you know what, I'm moving out. I'm in college. I need to, I need to get my benefits in order. Um, like get off my parents' insurance, try to figure all that out. Um, so I applied for Home Depot. Um, I had one interview. I was hired in the interview. He was like, Hey, you're on. Um, I walked out of that and I got a call from my dad's boss. Um, and he said, Hey, I want you to come meet with me on Thursday. Like, I, I think you would be fantastic. Um, and my dad was a forklift mechanic. Um, and I was like, you know what? I can do that. I, I could learn that. Let's see. So I went and met with him. He was like, hey, I, I would love to have you on our team. I'd love to have you in a, as a, in a mechanic role. You would actually be working. I was, he wanted me to go up and work with my dad at the JBS beef plant in Greeley, which is one of the largest protein producers in the world and had right. 65 pieces of equipment that we would be in charge of maintaining. Uh, we, we, can, we can smell it yeah. sometimes, even we're in this part of town, north, yeah. north side of north. They, they, built, they built a smokestack to get the smell higher up, so it <laughs> rolls out of Greeley. It doesn't, you don't smell it in Greeley as much anymore. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I went to the plant after the interview, and I went to the plant to see if I could do it, and I was terrified. It was the scariest place i'd ever been i was like what is going on i nope this is disgusting there's cow guts there's just things that weren't very pleasurable i was like you know yeah. what maybe this isn't for me yeah. and uh i uh I, I called my dad's boss and i i told him like hey this is kind of my concerns and then my dad's boss told me what he was going to pay me and all the trainings i was going to get and i was like you know what i can do this for that i can overlook fine <laughs> so i uh i felt really terrible and i went back to home depot and I, I i just told them the truth of hey i i did not plan this i did not have any expectations around this i didn't know this was an opportunity and i, I i'm really sorry for doing this but i'm gonna have to give you my two weeks and she was like no you're not gonna come back and i was like 
I understand that. Okay. So <laughs> right. I put in my resignation and I, I worked at the, uh, at the JBS beef plant for four years. Uh, mm-hmm. no, uh, three years and got, got through college working there. Um, yeah. so I worked full time at the beef plant and then, um, went to college, uh, um, around that and got Where'd my you degree. Go to college for? No, I started, I started for engineering, um, and then found very quickly that I did not enjoy the idea of engineering. Um, and the fact of, I did some shadowing and I I spent a day with a mechanical engineer and he was working on this part and it was a part for a very large project. And I was like, oh man, that's so cool. Like, when do we get to see this? Like, could I come back and see this part being cut this in the lathe or whatever. And he was yeah. like, no, we don't, we don't do that. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, no, this is, this is going to go off to the plant, you know, across the country and what, and I was like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Um, mm-hmm. And at that moment, I, I, I was working at the beef plant. I was pretty handy. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get my welder certificate. Uh, mm. Instead, I'm going to quit college, get my welder certificate and do that. And, uh, I went to my my guidance counselor at college and was like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Can you help me get my credits so I don't have to take all these other classes for this certificate? And he was like, well, wait, let's let's pump the brakes. How about this? And it's a personal degree development plan is what he put me on. Mm-hmm. And I had to find a couple professors, a couple um, uh, admin people and and just different things in departments. And I actually created my own degree plan. So, oh, nice. yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of took the credits that I had. I knew I wanted to do a lot with like organizational leadership um, and things like that. After talking with the counselor and we did some like personality tests and, you know, yeah. just just had a lot of conversations. Uh, and I was like, OK, so organizational management. I had all this mechanical engineering credits. Mm. And I was like, OK, let's put some focus here. Um, yeah. And we came up with my degree path and I had to write I'd write all these like papers about why this was a good degree path, why these classes were together, why they worked together and all of that. Um, so it was really interesting and it was a lot of work, but I got my degree and got out of school and uh, a rival, a, a competitor of the company I was a mechanic for uh, found me on LinkedIn and called me and uh, offered me a sales position um, selling forklifts. and. <laughs> I had some conversation with them. I had some conversation with the company I was at and um, I decided to take that role and move on and, and go, go become a, a salesman for forklifts, not doing anything about it. Right, and sure. uh, quickly, quickly found out I was not very good at it. And <laughs> uh, just, just, it was not, it was not something that I was, I was good at or bringing me joy. Uh, it wasn't really doing anything for me except stressing me out consistently. Mm. Um, but what was interesting in it is I would sell warehousing. So yeah. when I would sell a warehousing system or racking or any of that, I became the project manager on the install day. Oh, I see. So I had this whole like, you know, when's the material arriving? How is it coming? Is it coming on pallets? Is it coming, you know, on big eight foot pallets or is it normal? Like how's the rack getting put together? What kind of rack? All, all these different things. And I'd have to make sure the crew that was coming to install it was prepared, was the site prepared, all of that. And I was like, you know what? This is actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I, I, I left. I, I was like, hey, guys, it was they had a conversation with me as well. Of, we kind of came together and right person, wrong seat on the bus is mm-hmm. what, what my boss told me. And I was like, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, <laughs> I, I do not I do not think this is for me. Um, so I actually called my old boss and said, hey, I made a mistake. I would I would love to come back if you would have me. But I want to be upfront with you that I'm good coming back as a mechanic and going back to the B plant and working and I'll give you everything, but I might be here for three months or I might be here for 10 years. I am currently seeking this type of a role. And I knew something in project management, just didn't Mm -hmm. know what. Um, And my boss, my old boss was like, yep, we would love to have you. Thank you for the, you know, the honesty and the upfrontness of you don't know how long you'll be here. Right. So, um, Got back on with them, went back to that life, working. Uh, we had my wife now, then I think we were just engaged, moved out. So I knew I had money, had to have money to support and keep mm-hmm. us going and mm-hmm. uh, went back to the beef plant. And I found, uh, yeah, I found here. And I, I took me, uh, I applied four times to FBC. To FBC remodel. Yeah. <laughs> nice. so, I applied four times. I took that personality test that we give as our, like, I don't know if we still do it, but it was we like do. the it, predictive index, index, right? I took that four it. times. I, at the, I called I Ashley I, Raleigh. Yeah, results out there too somewhere, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd love to see if it ever changed or, cause yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't change the answers. I didn't do anything different. Every time I did the exact same thing. Yeah. And I yeah. call Ashley Rawling. She was in this, in the position that you would first reach out to. And I'd call her and, you know, say, hey, I applied. Please let me know. And she three times, you know, right now you're just not the person. And the posting stayed up. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it one more time. And I called and uh, got an interview with Ashley and then went through, I think I went through four interviews and, and got on. So Okay, yeah. so I, I, I feel this is important. Somebody yeah. is in the, in the hunt process right now. Be yeah. the squeaky wheel. We like that. Yeah. So Kyle, Kyle's giving you solid advice. Put, put, take this down because, because we go through a lot of, we go through a lot of resumes. We have to look at them fast. It's just the nature of the thing. But if yep. someone's going to, if someone's, if someone's bugging us and, but and being a decent human being, they're not being yeah. food or anything. They're just making sure we know they exist. Yeah. Uh, it, it goes, it can go a long way. That's, that's great. It, it absolutely can. And it like, I think what you said of the, the being respectful about it, right? I just call Ashley and be like, hey, I'm Kyle. I don't know if you remember me. This is my fourth time applying. I was, you know, I was, and, uh, it was, it, it worked out. Um, and I just, I knew from reading on Glassdoor and um, just some of the employee things or Google reviews, I was like, you know what, if I'm going to, if I'm going to make the jump to project management and, and construction where I have a passion, I believe I have a real passion for it this seems like the place to do it. This is, there, I don't know why, but this is where I need to be. Um, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, very nice. So remind me how long you've been here now. Uh, so in October, I'll be here five years. So okay, all right. Like four and a half right now, so. Right, okay, well, in, in career years, like dog years, five years is forever these days, so that's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that that that's good. You know, there there used to be I don't know what your dad's scenario was, but man, a different generation. It is a twenty to three thirty year stint is was the norm, and that is not anymore yep. for sure. My dad, my dad had twenty years at the company that we both worked at, and 
he just recently left and it, you know, and yeah. he had like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do it. And I'm like, dude, it, it's okay. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not personal to anybody. It's not like, if it's not fulfilling anymore, it's, it's okay for you to go try something else. You know? so, <laughs> Sounds like our dad's yeah. in some places. My dad just recently yeah. retired and he gave an insane amount of time to the, I mean, I, I don't know what the, how long it was, but he ended up being COO. It's a hundred, hundred million dollar revenue company. And he started oh, wow. to start, started driving truck, then went into dispatch, then ended up being the CEO of the company. So, yeah. uh, yeah, was there forever. And, uh, anyway, and the, and the guy, and the guy that owned the company was a, was a high school dropout who the reason was he didn't like school, but he did like working and he wanted to start a business early. So he started a business for, for most people graduate from high school. So Oh, anyway. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, D- different world than, than what we're in right yeah. now. But you hear some of those stories every once in a while. It, it can happen. So, okay, so you've been here for five years and done lots of different roles, even though under uh, under similar titles throughout the five years, yeah. but lots of different different takes on that role. Um, what uh, what uh, you ha- you talked about how you were were opening up to this idea of being a project manager, you know, you liked it, you know, you like working with your hands and you like instruction, all these things were coming together for you as you were discovering what you would be good at and what would really light you yeah. up. As you've gotten into it and I've actually done it now for five years, what have been some of your favorite parts? Uh, yeah. So I would say that early on, there was this, this absolute uh, pretty high level of reward or fulfillment and seeing like a a space that was drawn on a big piece of paper with Mm. construction lingo, all this, you know, tags, different things like that, perspectives just come to life, right? Like you're starting in an empty basement and there's nothing on the walls. And when you leave it, it's this beautiful, crazy space. And it's, you know, the clients are sitting down there in lawn chairs because their furniture hasn't been delivered yet. And they just, they have to be in the space, right? Like there's this excitement. Yeah. Um, so nice. that was well, like, unlike your engineering role, you had shadowed where you have no idea what happens to the part. <laughs> you, you, had, you had to see like a, a real like connection with the finished product and the person that you're serving is yep. as, as well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and getting, and then it was, it was even another fold of being able to celebrate like what the trades were able to do our trade partners of like this trim carpenter built this beautiful beam that runs across and it's perfect. and looks like, you know, it was ripped out of an old barn and stuck up in their basement. And just oh, yeah. understanding, like, bringing him back or showing him photos a month later when the project is done fully, and he gets to see his part in that. Um, just the gratitude that they'll have or, you know, any of that stuff. It's it's really – it was really cool and understanding, too, that I, I was a part of it, but not not at the level of everybody else. I was just one of the constants and able to help – help put the pieces together for the client, for the team and all that. Um, and then get to celebrate the people that do all this, the really hard work, like the actual tradesmanship. Right. And that part was really, really cool. Um, and I was able to learn a lot, especially with our trade partners of I'm constantly trying to learn and grow and get better. And our trade partners, especially when I was starting had all the time, they didn't have the time. They made the time. That's a good way to put it. To yeah. teach me what they're doing, why they're doing it the way they're doing it, why this way is better than this way. Um, 
how it can serve the client if they do it this way. So it was, it was really great. And I've been able to soak up a lot and yeah. still been on a lot of projects and seen a lot of things. And I learned something constantly and I'm constantly yeah. having the trades walk me through it. So that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty great. Um, it's really shifted in my new role of like not actually being on site and like mm -hmm. being the one managing all the projects. Um, I didn't know that I could feel more fulfillment and more joy and more um, excitement from another person's success. But that's where it's come now is when somebody on my team has this breakthrough or a win or closes up a beautiful project that was challenging and they were able to push through and persevere. Like that, that feels, that feels better to me than when I did it myself. Right. Um, right. Never thought that would happen, but it's pretty, it's pretty great. Yeah. So now as you're more of this leadership role and, and, you know, lead, lead project manager for other project managers and other superintendents, yeah. you, you have, so it's, it's now it's, it's less about just the fulfillment of the project itself and the nuts and bolts, but, but the, the people that you're investing into and building into and, and seeing them win. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a there's still a huge a lot of my metrics and responsibilities are the the jobs themselves and the money yeah. and the time and and all of that. But there's a true belief at FBC and the culture as well that that will come with the growth of the people, right? And let's let's really care about who's working here. Let's really care about who we're serving. Let's really care about our trade partners, and the rest will follow. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's a very interesting uh it's a very interesting dynamic and something that I didn't really know I didn't really know that it was all like this was actually a real thing that could happen in a workplace because <laughs> I've grown up with you go to work, you make your money and you provide yeah. for your family, you know. That yeah. was, that's what I was raised with. Um uh, so yeah. No, I, I follow that. And I mean so what when it comes when it comes to leading people, what has what have been some um, surprises, both pleasantly and maybe unpleasantly, as, as to you know what what that looks like, especially as you just mentioned that you know it's not something you necessarily saw yourself doing, um, and now it's yeah. where you really find your most satisfaction. What 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 has been some of the, some of the surprising elements to you? Uh, so one of the surprising elements is starting off. You know, I'm I'm not. I'm not very old. I'm not I'm pretty young, but um, even no matter who I'm leading is you have to meet that person where they're at. And mm -hmm. early on my, uh, the very first super that was on my team, we had this um, back and forth of a very clear, this expectation has not been met for me. This is what I need you to do, Kyle, different. And this is what I'm going to do different. And it worked. Mm -hmm. And it was like, bang, like, it, it was a little bit of feeling out, but it was very open. Um, and I had a learning curve of, okay, that doesn't work with employee B. That doesn't work with the next yeah. person coming through the door. So I need to understand. Approach. Yeah. I need to understand where they're at and how do I, how do I get what I'm, my expectations and my, just who I am to that person as well. And how do I understand who they are? Um, yeah. Cause everybody can tell you the best leadership style and the best this and the best coaching and the best it's 
the best at any of it's the one that can understand and make sure the message is getting communicated and heard by the other person because the same mm-hmm. way of communicating isn't going to hit everybody. So that has been yeah. that has been the biggest learning curve and one of the the things that I can look back on and my failures and even the successes I've had of understanding mm-hmm. that something either went really right in that realm or something went wrong in that realm. So yeah, yeah, that's been, uh, that's, been a big oh, that's so important. <laughs> And that and that kind of goes back to some of the things that you talked about and really gives you satisfaction as an individual that it's really learning that person um, yeah. and discovering who they are, what lights them up, what motivates them. And, you know, that's that's serving them as well. Right. You know, because oh, yeah. any one of us doesn't always have a good handle on what really gets us up in the morning. Right. You know, sometimes we have false view of ourselves. Um, yeah. And I think too, uh, you bring up a really good point on like one of the other big surprises that I've had in, in this jumping into more leadership roles has been like the growth I have is, is also extremely dependent on the team and mm. what, like, if I'm, if I'm giving coaching to somebody, I 100%, the only way it's effective is if that person understands I care about them and that I'm also mm. open to coaching. And right. my, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I wouldn't have had the successes and the learning opportunities that I've had today without a team that's also vulnerable to come to me with like, hey, man, what, yeah. what you did in that meeting, that doesn't work for me. This is, this is what was going on for me and why. And right. here's my expectations. And there's sometimes I'm like, hey, I hear you, but what I need is this. And, and we move forward and yeah. we're, we're on the same page. And other times I'm like, oh, my goodness. I, yeah. I can't even, I, I was way off. You're, you're right. Thank you for bringing mm-hmm. this to me. And there's a big pivot, but um, mm-hmm. I've seen some people be very unsuccessful that were my leaders or leaders adjacent to me that um, didn't, didn't want to take the coaching, didn't want to also understand that their word isn't gospel and, and showed up as knowers. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, I definitely don't think you can be, I, I think, like you said, you end up lying to yourself pretty consistently and you're going to stay in your own, in your own way. So yeah, that's That's great. I love that. And that, and that goes back to that, that, you know, top value of ours as a company, that growth mindset of just we're all growing. We're all learning. We all have things to learn from one another. And, and that goes all, all the way, all the way around that goes to, individual started last week in our company or, 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 you know, someone that has been here for a long time and has, you know, high levels of leadership. And I, I so appreciate that, you know, we regularly in either one-on-ones or in meetings, we'll ask the question, the person leading that meeting will ask question, what feedback do you have for me? And, and, and that's just a huge opportunity. You're not always going to agree with the feedback, of course. And sometimes it comes, yeah. it, you know, when I come across as, you know, this person, you know, I just, Either this person is wrong or I, I, I can't, I need to lead in this direction. Um, and why I heard your advice, I can't do that advice right now. Yeah. And other times you just said you get something that really opens your eyes to something you didn't see before when you come with that learner's attitude, uh, regardless of what position you happen to hold. Yeah. So it's huge. Cool. Yeah. I yeah. love that. What what uh, what other breakthroughs or significant aha moments have you had uh, recently as you've been been uh, in this in this position yeah there's um i uh anybody who's read the ted book or doesn't understand what the power of ted is you should you should read it 
Uh, yeah. Because I've also realized that uh, my tendency is to come in as a rescuer, which is this, the person that instead of coaching or growing or, or trying to help somebody move something forward, I, I want to rescue that individual or rescue the situation, swoop mm-hmm. in, fix it, and then move forward. And right. one of the aha moments is that is not serving anybody. That is mm. going to create more work for me. It's going to create this this dependency right. on me. And mm. it's not going to give the, the individual that I'm rescuing, per se, a yeah. an opportunity for growth, an opportunity to win, and an opportunity to not come down that road again, right? To, to understand what went wrong, what they can move forward, how they can move it forward. Um, and then that situation doesn't come back up. Um, mm. and early mm. on, I was very much in this, this rescuer and it could have been as simple as when a superintendent would call me and they would be talking about this cabinet layout is not working because of this, because of this. And in my head, I would turn off listening and be in problem solving mode and then right. cut them off. Yeah, cut them off or do something or stay it and like give them a solution and then they just run with it. Well, at that point, it might not have been the right solution anyways. Right. <laughs> they right. don't learn how or why and it could create more issues um, down the road for me. And now they're dependent on me for this this mm-hmm. solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a that took a lot of coaching and it's something I still have to consistently bring focus on and reflect on at the end of my days of. I have a question at the top of my notepad or in my iPad or my notebook, wherever I'm going to end my day writing something of, were you a rescuer today? And it's, oh, it's, nice. if, if I was, why, why was I a rescuer? What's the <laughs> present? What, how did I miss it today? So yeah, yeah that's yeah. been a, that's been a very big one for me. Um, and, and uh, yeah, still something I work on consistently. So yeah, yeah. Cool. I love it. I love it. What kind of one last question for you, Kyle, and then and then anything else you wanted you wanted yeah. to add on? If you if you were to, um, if you were to go to someone who's interested in either being in construction or being in leadership, yeah. um, or working with their hands or or investing in the people, any any of the roles that you've served in, if you were to give them a a piece of advice or two or something that you just wish you knew prior yeah. to. What, what would what would you tell that individual? Um, I, I truly believe that uh, I, it's, the headline is don't show up as a knower hmm. to anything. I don't care if you're digging a hole. Don't show up as you know the best way to dig that hole because the guy hmm. next to you might have a much better solution, might have a better way of doing it, a way yeah. that doesn't break your back. Um, when it comes to leading people, don't show up as I read this one book. And I know all the answers, right? Yeah. Show up as I'm, I'm going to try something I, I read in this book and I'm going to put it with the book I read over here. Cause I really like this. And this yeah. seems like this individual will respond well to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just don't show up as the, as the knower in any situation. I really, I truly believe that you'll be successful in just about anything you want to be. Um, right. Right. And the next part of that is really showing up in the, the, our core value of the growth mindset, right? Putting mm-hmm. into action what you learn, putting like, if I don't show up as a knower and I'm asking the guy next to me, hey, how'd you dig that hole so well? He right. tells me and I'm like, great, I don't do anything with it. I'm still yeah. not, I'm still not yeah. growing, but. Exactly, yeah. yeah. 
that's uh I really believe that's where I've had my success. Um, and when I'm not successful, it's because I'm showing up as a knower. Um, and the people in my life that have been super successful are people that don't show up as knowers. So yeah. um, that would be that would be my umbrella overarching um, just word of advice to anybody in any field. Um, yeah. So it's good. It's good. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Well, hey, any any parting words for for our audience? Uh, it's, it's, it's one of my mottos is just, just keep showing up, show up in your best way. <laughs> Love it. So. Cool. Well, Kyle, thanks so much for your time. It's been, been, been a ton of fun. And, uh, and, uh, we really, really encouraged by your leadership at FBC remodel and your whole spirit, how you show up. Uh, it's been encouraging me, me personally. So it's been a lot of fun talking about this. So thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it, Brian. Thank you. Yeah. Catch it. Right. 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 Right.